0: It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Hope you're having a blessed weekend. And welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, you can listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app like iTunes, Spotify, or Podcast One and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine. You can find out more about the show simply by going to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You can actually join the conversation there as well. We begin this morning with Melanie Murray. Melanie is with Panera Bread. We're also joined by Lisa Hill. Lisa is the mother of hometown hero, Lauren Hill. It's our pleasure to welcome Melanie and Lisa to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, ladies. How are you?
1: Good. We're awesome. Thank How you? you.
0: Good, good. Now, Melanie, let's start with you. Now, you have some new things going on always at Panera. What's new for you guys?
2: Probably the newest news of the last six months are all the stores that we've opened in the area. We um, we opened, well, really about the last year. Last February, we opened a new Marymount location. Um, and then last summer, we were just gangbusters in northern Kentucky. So uh, we, <laughs> we pretty much doubled our footprint in northern Kentucky. So now we're up to six stores down there, and the Bluegrass State is loving Panera. so?
0: All right. And speaking of loving Panera, I'm loving those grain bowls. And when you guys were on so last, <laughs> I, and I told you about those grain bowls. When you first came out with them, and I'm I'm not kidding you, I had one. I was like, that was really good. And then the next day, I went back and got it. It was so good, mm-hmm. I had to go back and get another one the, the day after. You. Really good.
2: I agree with you. I was thinking, actually, I got in my car this morning, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a Baja grain bowl today because it just sounds good. It's uh-huh. just so filling, and mm-hmm. it's good for you. and Yeah. Delicious.
0: Now, Melanie, you're here this morning to talk about Panera's partnership with our hometown hero, Lauren Hill. And we have Lauren's mother right here in the studio. Lisa Hill is with us. Now, Lisa, let's start with this. Now, we know Lauren loved basketball. What is it that sparked her love for basketball?
1: Um, She started playing basketball um, in late grade school. I'd say fifth or sixth grade. And um, it was just a sport. All the kids seemed to move season to season. Um, But her sophomore year, in particularly um, with her coach, uh, super, super amazing man who taught her a lot of skills and boosted up her ego in her playing and and really worked with her to develop um, her skill set in basketball. And um, for as much as she loves soccer... Basketball then became the priority, and she really souped up her passion um, for that sport. And that's what she was looking forward to continuing to, to grow. And I know her senior year, she was all stoked to be the senior player and um, have all the girls, the younger girls, look up to her and be a mentor and help develop all the um, underclassmen skills. So, yeah, basketball was her love.
0: All right. So, for those that may not know um, Lauren's story, briefly tell us about Lauren and and her diagnosis.
1: Um, sure. Lauren, um, Lauren was diagnosed in um, November of 2013, which was her senior year, and um, we noticed a lot of um, imbalance, and she thought she had ear infections, and just they were doing warm-ups and starting to condition for basketball. She couldn't keep up with the girls like she used to be able to. And um, then she kept thinking she had, like, a concussion or an ear infection. She did have a run-in with one of her players um, during practice, so she had a black eye. So we didn't know if maybe she had, like, a hematoma behind her eye or something that was causing some imbalance. And... Um, When we went to the hospital to do scans and have everything checked out, like I was, we were definitely not expecting a diagnosis of DIPG and that it was actually a brain tumor instead of something minor.
0: And so how quickly did you get the diagnosis?
1: Um, we, we were there in the hospital in the ER, we were at urgent care and then they couldn't do what we needed done. So we went, they sent us to the main hospital and we were there through the night. They ended up, um, doing a, a CT scan. Um, I think first. And then, um, they, they said it because it was so late in the middle of the night that they were waiting for the, the neuro team to come in in the morning to look at it. And they, Wanted to do probably another scan once they got there, so they put us in a um, in a in a room at the hospital for overnight, and then the next morning we saw ophthalmology just to check to make sure there wasn't anything behind the eye, and ran a couple tests, and we did the other scan in the morning, and I guess it was around supper time when the doctors came in the next day to tell us um, that she had a brain tumor.
0: Okay. So, you know, from what we know about Lauren and the news and things like that, she has such a great attitude, yeah. such a positive attitude. Where did that come from? Did it come from family? And what was that like for you guys to have such a a positive attitude out of something that was so, I'm sure, devastating for you guys at the same time?
1: Um, it was a struggle. I mean, she had her good days and bad days, um, but she... Uh, Being an adult and she had to sign her own paperwork, medical waivers and things like that. Um, So the doctors were very frank with conversations um, with Lauren and she knew that DIPG and even pediatric cancers were underfunded. And um, I know her doctor had talked about like, you know, we need a voice. We need a face. Somebody has to make sure that people know this is going on. Um, and Lauren took that really serious and we had had a side, side conversations, um, children's hospital mottos changed the outcome. So we had talked about what that really means. And, um, then we had, you know, like a faith God conversation, um, about trying to be strong and, you know, God picks strongest people for some of the most challenging things and, that we needed to be open for whatever doors, you know, came to us. Mm -hmm. And we would, we would look at those and go through them. If, if we agreed that was the right pathway and, um, everything just kind of fell into place. The story aired and the tri-state fell in love with the story and everybody wanted to be a part of it. And she became such a big inspiration, um, You know, not just for cancer, but for everybody, no matter what your circumstances is to keep pushing forward and to never give up on your dreams and your goals, no matter what life throws at you, even if it's a brain tumor. And I think, you know, that was infectious for everybody.
0: All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear in the studio with Lisa Hill. She is the mother of hometown hero Lauren Hill. We're also speaking to Melanie Murray, our good friend at Panera Bread. She's going to talk about a partnership here in a minute. But I want to ask you, you touched on this, and I think this is really important, is that, you know, you guys, she was a face. And then the story hit the news. It it was on Good Morning America and things like that what was that like for you guys for your family to be out front like that to be open to be so open and to share your story on such a large stage
1: um it was i think it was it was the right thing to do because um it has springboarded research um into a positive direction and we do know so much more now than we did when laura was lauren was diagnosed um it it did have its challenges, you know, living in the public eye. And, um, you know, her story was out there, we would go out to dinner, and people would want to come up and say hi. I mean, it was kind of a whole celebrity thing. And I remember sitting there thinking, there is no way I'd want to be a movie star, because this is mm-hmm. just ridiculous, because you're trying to have a private family moment, you know. So it did have its challenges. But Ultimately, you know, the goal was to to advocate for research funds and just spread awareness about DIPG. And I think, you know, in, in present day, she did exactly that. I mean, any new kiddo here in the tri-state that's diagnosed with DIPG, uh, most of the time they'll say that it's the same cancer Lauren Hill had. And then everybody's like, oh, like it's a, it's a reminder because – you know, she had such a presence for, for that illness.
0: Okay. So you, we talk about popularity. You're sitting here with a Lauren Hill bobblehead right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I brought one into the studio. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: Lisa, what has life been like for you and your family after Lauren?
1: I always kid that like when I see Lauren again, we're going to have a conversation because she opened a huge can of worms and then just ditched out on us. (laughs) I mean, I don't I don't think that's fair in a lot of ways. Like, look, look at all the stuff that has gone on and that we have to do. Um, But ultimately, like I think, you know, Lauren wanted to be a voice for all the little kids who were diagnosed. Usually it affects kids on average, five to nine years of age. And, you know, she wanted to be a voice for them. And, you know, now that she's gone, I you know, our family, I know Britt and I, you know, like we take it serious that, you know, now we're Lauren's voice. Her voice was silenced by a, a horrible, horrible brain tumor and um you know it's it's our job and you know hopefully Cincinnati which they do they still rally around Lauren to make sure that we're now her voice and that we're we're trying to make a difference for the the kids moving forward um and hopefully one day other families don't have to go through what we go through and it it's not easy the grieving process isn't easy it's been you know five years and it still affects me every day,
0: okay, what about siblings because it's hard on them as well
1: siblings, um, I think life has gotten a lot easier for them since they're not at the high school i th- I think it was a lot um heavier being Lauren Hill's little sister at Lawrenceburg High School, but um, they're both in college now, and I think um you know they've found some anonymity. they don't have to say you know who who they're eldest sibling is they can choose not to talk about her um and then if they happen to have a close relationship and they want to describe you know like you want to open up about it they want to open up about it i mean sometimes it is it depends on how you feel it's a weird question even when somebody asks you you know how many kids do you have and you know like that's a really hard question for a parent who's lost a child because you're like okay what kind of mood am i in and do i do i want to talk about this do i want to ex- go into further explanation or do i just want to say yeah i just have two kids i don't have three but it 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 becomes a conflict and i think a lot of it does does depend on their mood but as far as the kids go being at the college and having some anonymity and and some independence and being under that heavy weight that we have in Lawrenceburg since it's our hometown um, has been a really good change for them, but they have their good days and bad days, especially, you know, during her birthday or, um, the day she passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually Erin and I try to do, um, last year we did a spa day. So it was like a mom and me and we just kind of like take the day off school or work and go do our thing and kind of pile up together. So it's been okay.
0: All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. In the studio with me now, we're talking to Lisa Hill, mother of Lauren Hill. Also speaking to our good friend Melanie Murray from Panera Bread. For more information on the show, you can go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine, with Rodney Lear and like us there. Now, Melanie, tell us about this. You guys have this exciting partnership, you guys panera and the hill family tell me what's going on here tell me about this
2: so i think before we even talk about the cool promo is is really the awesome backstory of of why mac and cheese and um that is really better told from from mom's perspective um
1: so i'll let her tell that story
0: first so lisa why mac and cheese
1: mac and cheese holy moly Um, mac and cheese, when we were going to clinic visits up at children's hospital, um, of course we live in Lawrenceburg, so there's not as many restaurants, but, um, afterwards there were only like two places she ever wanted to go. And, um, Panera was one of them for mac and cheese. (laughs) She was a mac and cheese fiend. Um, and she just, she loved going there. So we were there so much, um, Going back and forth, but the interesting thing, I guess, like the interesting part of the story, is when we we went to the hospital towards the end of her journey, um, and things were getting harder for her to swallow. She was getting sick of hospital food, and um, my mother in law went in quest of getting mac and cheese from Panera because you know it was Lauren's favorite. It was like something softer. And, um, one of the stores, um, our Coleraine store, general manager worked with her, uh, to make sure that Lauren could have mac and cheese at the hospital. So they were able to bring it in and we had it in the refrigerator and I could warm it up for her. Um, and it was smooth and creamy, easy to swallow. And, you know, it's something she loved. It was comforting and, you know, that, that made her happy. So, um, we did a lot of mac and cheese while we were at Children's Hospital.
0: <laughs> so that's where you guys came up with the mac a difference, right? Yeah, yeah. So tell us about this and what that means. And it starts tomorrow.
2: So yeah, the seventeenth through the twenty third, and we we've been doing this campaign for the last two years yeah. now. And when we were brainstorming on when to actually do it, um, this is a, a backstory of a, the epitome of comfort food, and so we wanted to do it kind of during Comfort Food Month, which. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like warm mac and cheese in the Especially month Especially in the winter. It's a yeah, little cold. Yeah, yeah. But then we're like, we've got to encapsulate the number 22 in there because she was number 22. So okay. um, that's why we do it the week that we do it. So It's after Valentine's Day, but still gets that number 22 in there. And uh, so it'll be Monday through Sunday at all 28 local Panera breads here in the Tri-State area for every mac and cheese that anyone buys, whether it's a kid's meal you pick two: a mac and a bread bowl, bacon mac. You know, however you like your mac. Panera Bread will donate a dollar back to every one of those those servings of mac and cheese to the Cure. Starts now in Lauren's honor. Um, and then there's also another aspect of it: if you're a business or if you're, you know, administrative assistant for a business placing catering orders or placing larger scale orders, or even if you've got a party this upcoming Saturday or Sunday. And you want a larger, a quart of our mac and cheese, we call it the group mac. Mm -hmm. For every group mac that we sell, we'll donate $4 to the Cure Starts Now in Lauren's honor.
0: Okay, and so just so people know, you can get the macaroni and cheese at Panera in different varieties, right? So tell me about that. So it doesn't have to be your... It's not, your saying, because it's the Vermont, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but you pair, you can do different things with it. Exactly.
2: Right. So you can do it. One of the real popular ones, especially this time of year, is, is getting the mac in a bread bowl. So, mm. and some people don't think about that until I wow. say it, because they usually get soup, or soup in a bread bowl, right. but you get the mac in a bread bowl and that's. Really super delicious. But another thing that's really good, too, is a big old bowl of just our bacon mac. Bacon so mac, yes. Mac and cheese awesome. with bacon on the top of it. I mean, who doesn't love that? And that's actually even quite good for breakfast. So um, you can swing in and get a nice, hearty <laughs> bowl of mac sure for breakfast. Can you an egg on top? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> better. So, yeah, we have that. A lot of the kids. I mean, my boys love our mac. You can get mac and yeah, cheese. Yeah, Aaron's and, and a mac lover, yeah, too. Yeah, kid's meal mac. Um, And then pair it with a you-pick, too. So there's, yeah, all kinds of combinations. So there is no excuse to not get mac and cheese this upcoming week at Panera. All
0: right. (laughs) Thank you. So let's talk about this now. The cure starts now. Yeah. Okay, so why did you guys... The relationship, that has a backstory as well, and I know it's near and dear to your family and to Lauren as well. Right. Uh, Lisa? right?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, we paired up with The Cure Starts Now. Actually, prior to Lauren's basketball story going public, she was ambassador of the Hyde Park Blast, which is a race they do um, the last weekend of June over in Hyde Park. And um, she spoke at that event and did a couple news clippings and stuff Uh, right before um, her big story in October so she was a little bit on the news that June prior Um, and we had paired up with them and met the foundation through another young adult that Lauren was friends with and then when Lauren's story went viral in um, the fall of that year uh, before her big game, I reached out to them and said, um, "I think we're going to need help because there's been a million hits on her story, and it's only been twelve hours." So, I mm-hmm. felt like inside that this was going to be something bigger than I could handle. So, I paired up with uh, The Cure Starts Now, and um, I worked for them, and I'm I'm still work with them all the time. And Lauren, gosh. Um, raised like 1.4 million dollars before she passed and then at, by the end of that year she passed in April but by the end of December she had raised 2.2 million dollars um in her honor and, and then to date we're over 2.5 million dollars and in her honor at the cure starts now so all um all of these proceeds go go to her memorial fund um which is truly an honor I know she would be so thankful for everybody that That still supports um, the cause. But it was kind of interesting because when we first paired up with Panera, we were going to do the bread box campaign, which is kind of the coin boxes that sit um, in front of the registers. And when we were chit-chatting about that for the first time, and I was like, you don't know like you don't know how much time I spent at Panera I'm like there's a and then she learned yeah, Melanie no and they learned the backstory. whole backstory about like trying to get Panera you know mac and cheese at the hospital and mm-hmm. you know we'd gone to another store prior and they denied us and then we finally got to Coleraine I was telling her the backstory and I'm like this mac and cheese like is addictive and this was one of (laughs) valaren's favorites and it was kind of just a unique pairing and over the last couple years um we've just worked it's been a great partnership Mm -hmm. um you know for for us as a family for the cure starts now and for panera just to go out and
2: gangbusters
1: last year the campaign was
2: gangbusters we've done the the community bread box the coin box campaign is, like she said, going, it's going on now. So the month of February and it went on the month of January. So this is actually the third year that we've yeah. done the operation donation community bread box in honor of Lauren at our stores. But when we first met, like she said, we were meeting initially just to talk about that particular side of a partnership. And she tells me this backstory and I just told her then, I said, you give me a little bit of time, but we're going to do something with this. Okay. In the stores, citywide, I want to make it a big deal and the community really responded last year it was pretty awesome and our our employees you know they generally just go with the punches and sometimes yeah. promotions can be heavier for them this one they they started asking about it at the end of December are we doing it again so mm-hmm. we are on the right path even with the employees just take pride in it you know they want to honor her and they take pride in the fact that you know we work for a brand that This girl just loved and we were a
1: part of her life when she was still here. And we thank Cavelli too, for letting us Mm -hmm. do it and allowing Panera to do that here in our local area.
0: Okay, now you talked about the numbers. Lisa, you talked about the one point two million and the two point one million. Lots
1: lots of millions, lots of millions (laughs) that she's been able
0: to raise. What does that then feel like for your family? That has to be comforting to know.
1: I will say, like, overall, I'm kind of humble. So sometimes I don't think about it because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it's a number. But then when you do sit and think about it or um, when I'm at a symposium where all the researchers are getting together, um, to know that Lauren was a springboard um, to dump so much money into research to enable them to get to where they are today. I mean, there was so much money that was dumped in over that, that two year period, um, more so than normal. And it, it was just, ex- it's exciting. And I remember sitting there thinking um, when I was at the symposium in Australia this past summer, thinking Larm would be so proud. Um, all of the foundations, you know, not just the Cure Starts Now, but other foundations from across the country. Um, the cure starts now has 45 chapters in the United States, one in Australia and one in Canada, but all of these families that have banded together to become one loud voice and, you know, we're shaking things up and the researchers are making so much progress and she would be so proud. I almost wanted to stand up (laughs) and let all the researchers know that. And then of course, like, believe it or not, I got a little timid, so I didn't. Um, being out in the, the forefront is not my, my safe place. I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of worker. So most of the stuff that I do when it comes to PR is out of the box. Um, for me, so Lauren has definitely pushed me out of the box in a lot of ways that I would not normal.
0: Okay, that would
1: not be my normal. All
0: right, and finally, this morning, speaking about <laughs> being outside of your box, what advice would you give to other parents? You know, they may have a child diagnosed yeah. with a similar illness or just an ill, a chronic illness. What advice would you give to parents?
1: I think um, probably the things that I took away from my journey is. Um, One, survival is just one minute at a time and you just have to learn to um, live in the moment and try not to let your head get too far ahead because your head goes to dark places. Mm -hmm. And if you allow your your mind to go to the end all the time or what could happen, you lose focus on the now and it's super hard to train yourself to do that, um, but that was that was a huge thing for me. And I think my my social worker said another parent had told her, you know, obviously when you get a terminal diagnosis is, and they're telling you that you know average lifespan for DIPG and for my journey in particular is nine months. And you're like, holy moly, nine months, that's not even a whole year, and at best two years. Um, So you're thinking, okay, I have nine months to two years, or maybe less, you never know. But um, my social worker said another mom had talked to her. And um, after a diagnosis like that, you know, your grieving starts as soon as you get that diagnosis, because you know you are most likely going to lose your child. But... um, we had had a conversation that she said, um, this other parent said,'m I'm, I'm not grieving today. I'm putting my grieving aside and it can wait until it's appropriate time. You know, your your child's here now. You know, celebrate every single moment you have with them, um, make memories, take pictures video I, I would have to tell you like for me i'm so thankful there is so much footage of lauren mm-hmm. you know from from being on the news and whatnot like i can just she's one mouse click away for me and i can like hear a voice or even being at the xavier game on friday there was a video of her and you know she, in the video she talks about like how how she just doesn't want that game to be the only thing she's remembered for and that she wants people to continue to give and to make a difference and to let everybody know that in that process you are making the difference and you are helping if it's a dollar or whatever you're donating, every single penny counts. And for me, like to go back and see those video footage reminds me that, yeah, I still even though i may want to be in bed today and i don't want to get out because it it's been a tough weekend like I, I still have a job to do for her and for all these families that are fighting and you know there are an there is another local family that you know has been in contact with me oddly this weekend but um yeah i would i definitely give them that advice I remember typing one minute at a time, friend, one minute at a time.
0: (laughs) All right. There you go. All right. Let's go over the information again, Melanie. It is the Mac-a-Difference. Mac-a-Difference. It starts tomorrow. And for every-
2: Every, any type of Mac, every individual Mac, we donate a dollar back. And for every group Mac, we donate $4 back. All to the cure. It starts now. Um, And then we also have the coin boxes next to the registers at every- Panera. So that's the money can be dropped into that as well. All of all of the funds for January and February are all going back to the cure starts now in her name.
1: Yeah. And if you can't make it in, go to layupforlauren.org. You can make a donation there. Hey, how many servings is in the large Mac? The group Mac is four. Four. So, so if you wanted to stock back. up or if you want just to do like a family night mac yep. and cheese, that's Look a good you. idea. Look
0: at There you go. Well, she I was just a drill, man. Yeah. I'm going to no, just hire her. Yeah, I right. was just so curious, you know, like how
1: many <laughs> servings is that? So, you know, maybe it's in my best interest just to do the large Truly, mac It's to get for a, be- dinner. a large, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, maybe make something else. Mm-hmm. Get mac and cheese mac and, and chicken cheese or something. Every night this and week. The and 17th like you said,
2: breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner, right? <laughs> a little you, bacon, Mac. Yeah, you you, a, said, a you bacon talked about on. how you can
0: add <laughs> eggs and everything so you can make it a meal. Breakfast, lunch, <laughs> Wait, and dinner.
2: Don't we even have a healthy Mac? <laughs> The Baja Mac is that like you know we don't have the Baja Mac right now, but it uh, was my favorite. It was not a national favorite, and it ended up coming off the menu. But man, it was it had avocado. I and know Pico de Gallo. Oh my gosh, it made it, it so slightly good. healthy. <laughs> I told myself
0: that. <laughs> yes, it, 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 it was diet mac and cheese. <laughs> it was Panera diet mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that all is not a quote from me. All right, all right, all right ladies.
0: The website again for Panera and um, Lawrence Foundation
2: Cavelli.com is our local franchise. Yeah so you can go there and we actually have a feature story on the front um, for the month of February about Lauren and Lisa's yeah. woven into that story a lot but it talks about the promo too Um, So you can go there to learn more information, of course, any store. And, of course, the Cure Starts Now's website, too.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, Lisa. I really do appreciate it. it. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for all you're doing, and God bless you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Melanie.
2: Thanks for always Uh, having us on. Uh,
0: No problem. I'll see you again very soon, right? Sounds
2: good. Thank you. Any workout,
1: any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full-body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus, thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.